And as we talk about all things neurodiverse, we are not really defining it right as much. And That's I think true. I think we have a reason for that. Yeah, cuz I think when we look at like the a definition, mm-hmm. it, I mean just the the sheer like act of writing a definition is a very linear task. <laughs> I mean, true. Right? True. It is actually in a line. Yeah. In a book. Yes. And I think like for me definitions can feel very boxed in. Mm. And they don't account for everyone. Mm. And I feel like I have been a person who has constantly been other and not been accounted for. And so even in like this neurodiverse world, mm-hmm. I don't want to exclude that person who might be other from me. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense completely. Like putting you in the ADD or ADHD box, for example, and no two people experience that the same way. They don't. Yeah. And like, while I'm providing a voice as to my experience, mm. it doesn't necessarily mean it's how everyone experiences it. And I think that's okay. What I'm just trying to do is helpfully, helpful. See, this is what I do. I combine <laughs> words. Helpfully, hopefully, I'm hopefully trying to provide people an opportunity to have discussions Mm-hmm. And to possibly get curious about the people they love in their lives. Yeah, I think that is both of our goals for sure. And also my goal with you just personally. Yeah. You know, just to understand your brain just a little bit more. And I think to also provide curiosity to yourself if you are neurodiverse. Because, mm. you know, when I just said you're wanting to stay curious with the people you love, mm-hmm. that also includes yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for a long time I didn't love myself. And so I wasn't curious to find out more about me. Mm. And you're feeling a little more curious now. Yeah. And I'm, well, I I feel like I'm worthy to learn about. And that. Oh, I like that. You said it that way. My, my about. brain is like good enough to understand. Mm. Yeah. Things you've told me before that people have expressed to you in very blatant ways that it it wasn't worthy. It wasn't going to amount to much. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've been told some really harsh things in my life. You know, I've I've been called a social moron. I've been told by a third grade principal that I was never going to amount to anything. So why bother trying? I, I was told by a girl in high school, my freshman year, that if if she was as fat as I was, she wouldn't want to live. And just, you know, mm-hmm. things that I, I recognize now as an adult, you know, that they had their own issues yeah, and were lashing out. But I just, the third grade one kills me. Yeah, no, she was like, how do you, I mean, how do you have, what, what is going through your head as an educator? I'm sorry. I just, that one, I just can't, you know. Yeah, no, that one was probably the harshest one. All, all of them are, but yes. And I'm sure, I, you know, you could remember a million things I said to you growing up that were harsh as well. And so I, I, yes, it's, 
and it, it isn't that you can just sit there and like beat yourself up for not having been accepting of others as well, but you can say, I'm going to be more curious. So today I'm going to continue on my curiosity journey with you, if that's okay. Yes. Okay. But before we move on, I, I just want to, I think we came to something earlier that was really helpful for me because mm. we did record this before and my ADD brain <laughs> did not check the microphones. <laughs> but I, talking about neurodiversity, not in a linear sense, but like in a, mm. what was it? Um, like the, a, oh, relational database. And right. as like a relational database, right? I, I've always said this, like, I don't think in a, a linear fashion. I think in like a filing cabinet. Mm. So it's very three-dimensional. Like I'm even just doing that with my hands right now. It's yeah, very three-dimensional. Yeah, you're separating your hands apart. Like it's, it's a box. Yeah. And I feel like the term neurodiversity, if you define it, it becomes two-dimensional. Mm. But I like to think of it more as a three-dimensional thing. It's, mm. it's like a house, and there are different rooms inside that house. Mm. And so you and I, like, I'm fascinated with your brain. I mean, it's such mm. a beautiful, gorgeous, like, it's amazing to, like, listen to you talk about science and talk about these things that you love. And I, I love listening. I love learning. Mm. And I'm in awe of how you can do that. And so I think of you as, like, you're off in a different room. Mm -hmm. Your brain lives in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Or like lives in the study. You're in this separate space from me. Like we're still in the same house. Mm -hmm. We still are together. But your task is to do something in that room. Yeah. And then I'm over here in the like the living room, living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> your ADD room. <laughs> yeah. And and creating and. I think within that room, even, I would say that there's there's different spaces and spectrums for people who are in that room. Right. So right. I, I just... Yeah, I, we're really trying to make sure that it, it's the diversity is in all of us, right? You're saying this three-dimensional space that we all live in, potentially, and that that we are allowed to be different. Yeah, because I think that in that way, we're all neurodiverse. Yeah. Like, that's why I think I like that term, because if we put it that way, there's no neurotypical. Mm. If everyone we are, is. everyone is neurodiverse. Yes. Right. You don't call like somebody that they're the typical person. Mm -hmm. So we're all neurodiverse. And it's just a question of us all being curious enough to ask each other, which room do you live in? Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that we've talked about where... And what might that look like? What are the behaviors or ways that I'm going to behave or things that are going to happen Yeah, that you might need to be more curious about with me? Yeah. The room that you live in, from my perspective at least, you like it when I am attentive mm -hmm. and I give you my time in an un... un, un um, attention deficit way. <laughs> <laughs> You, you would like me to be other than I am. Michelle. No, no, but like, but like when it's important to you, like when yeah. you're going through something, you want me to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to learn how to do that. Sure. And to recognize that you're in that. Mm -hmm. And so that's not always been easy for me. And sometimes it still isn't easy for me, but I can at least attempt to try. Because I, I think it's really important that as a person with ADD, it's it's easy to say, 
oh, well, because I have this executive function thing, then I don't have any responsibilities and I don't have any stake in it. Mm. Well, I don't think that that's true. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's going to be times like where I struggle with it, but I think as I learn and as I get older, I have to take responsibility on some level and figure out what can I control and what can't I? Mm -hmm. And what like the controlling part, it's not necessarily the impulses, but like how do I react to them or how do I react to people while I'm in them. Like that's the part where I think I have more control and I think we can talk about more, which I'm excited to talk about more. That's interesting. Yeah. I, as you're saying that I'm thinking it's like your own operation manual for your brain. Yeah. Right. And I think for anybody, I mean, for all of us knowing how your brain works, how do you learn information? How do you respond to things? And I think one of the things I see as a challenge sometimes for you specifically is that it's difficult to know, separate out what is something that you can do versus something that you really don't have control over. Mm -hmm. And also understanding that that changes time of day, time of the week, the month, the the stress level that you're under all those things. And so it's nuanced. It's nuanced understanding your brain. And so that's why this podcast really interests me is because I've always felt that, you know, and, and I think so many people might say this too, that people, you know, who have ADD or ADHD, they're so creative. They're so interesting. They have so much potential. And I've always thought that about you because you're just brilliant and in many ways, but one of the things that's hard sometimes is to know what are the things that are stopping that brilliance from coming through and shining through sometimes. Mm. And sometimes it does feel like you do go away or that you're not able to be there. Yeah. And so I guess that's why the term attention deficit maybe was stated that way. But as I've talked to you more and more about it, I, I think I agree that really it's it's misnamed almost that, you know, it doesn't really account for the full experience. So I think that's also why we don't want to dive in too much into s- traditional definitions because we're really trying to understand your experience with it. Yeah. Or I'm trying to understand it, at least. And I think others might might benefit from it. So I want to get into something today Ooh, with you. because you know, do it. We're going to start to have a sound when Rosie is able to get me off track because that's her favorite thing. Her whole goal with this is to mess with me, <laughs> right? I think it's true. A little bit sometimes. No, it's so, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. That's, <laughs> I just need to say that like, it's not my job. It's not like my, I'm trying to derail you. It's that like, that's where my brain goes. Okay, but I'm going to say this. You revel in the fact that it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, what I revel in is the fact that like we were talking about something. I totally had an ADD moment. And then I and didn't I, remember either. Yes. And I was like, all right, if I get her late enough at night, she too has the brain that I have. I feel like simpatico with okay, you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Man, I don't know what's simpatico, but it's something. It's something. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks for listening to our podcast, everybody. This podcast was hosted by Megan Mayadusky and Michelle Woodward, and it was edited by Megan Mayadusky. Oh. oh, and we really appreciate everything that you guys are doing by listening to us. If you liked it, maybe you might want to share it or give us a rating. Um, that's going to really help us get our message out, and it's also just going to help Michelle and I because we are a two-woman band. Yes. We Making need your help happening. Absolutely. So, and you can also reach us on rosiesbrain.com, which has lots of resources and links from the show. Um, and we'll have show notes and whatnot there and all the crazy puzzles and words and sounds. And just be ready because there will be some outtakes oftentimes at the end of podcasts. So make sure to follow us all the way till the end. We hope you're well wherever you're at. And remember, stay compassionate. 